if you want to get live with us. What the fuck was that? <laughs> then the next book that we're going to be reading is The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. Um, so put that in your eyes or ears, however you want to do it. As always, support your local libraries and bookstores. And if you are here for Jason Kirk, which we hope that you are because it's going to be an epic episode, uh, check out our other stuff too. We've had him um, on the show before. And we also do other books bi-weekly. This is kind of a book co- podcast that is indeed what we do. <laughs> that is indeed, indeed what we do. Um, yeah, if you, uh, if, if you enjoy what you hear here, we do a lot of other stuff, not just uh, religious texts, but all things across all gamuts. Um, so check it out. We have a pretty extensive back catalog at this point. Uh, if you like this podcast, uh, r- tell someone else about it. It's the most useful thing you can do. We really appreciate it. Uh, like, subscribing, and reviewing is always super useful too. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, it can be at little or sorry, little lit podcast at gmail.com uh, on Twitter at pod underscore lit. Uh, I also on Twitter at awklema. I write book reviews of things I've read both for this podcast and on my own. So there's always stuff to check out. Uh, we thank you guys for being along here. Yeah. Well, let's talk about God. Damn right. Fuck, I already messed it up. Wow, you actually sound like you have a podcast voice. I don't know if I should fight you or thank you. I'm really happy. I'm also drunk. incredibly professional very professional we've been we did say our 2020 what is it 2024 2024 goal was to be more professional this year and we've really hit the ground running with that anyway (laughs) this is lit lit this is the book this is not a book well this is a book podcast um where we read books sober we talk about them drunk my name is danny winner and i'm angie cleanup and we have a special guest Jason Kirk is joining us. Uh, we are reading his book, Hell is a World Without You, and we're so fucking stoked that you're here. Uh, he has been on the podcast before. He is also a co-host on Vacation Bible School podcast and the Shutdown Fullcast, so go check those out as well. But not right now because you're listening to this podcast, so don't pause this and go over there yet. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this one for a really long time um you know because like this was the first book book podcast to ever have me on so you know therefore that's cool but uh, (laughs) also because andrew was so uh involved in the years of creating this thing um andrew is one of my like one of the readers i most hassled with questions like my like (laughs) my inner circle of advisors (laughs) which was very very funny, by the way, because I didn't. I, I and, and I've mentioned this to you, but I legit had no idea until until I was listening to the um, uh, the Patreon episode of um, uh, Vacation Bible School, where you're talking about it with your wife, and and you're like, yeah, basically, like you and uh, Klima and uh, uh, Ferguson, right? Uh, Justin Ferguson mm-hmm. w- uh, were the ones that I, I talked to the most, and I was I, I was listening to it like, what the fuck? I thought it was just like resp- I thought it was just like responding to some emails here. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, I just I was like, all right, it's like I I don't know. I fu- I found the whole thing fascinating, so I was telling you up front obviously like uh hey anytime you got something by all means send it my way i'm happy to you know to go through it so uh, i did I, <laughs> <laughs> I opened that door and you stuck your foot right in and walked through i, I appreciate that um awesome. we 
we are going to uh, do this episode uh, spoiler-laden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have not read Jason's book yet, uh, this might be the point at which you save this episode for a uh, for a listen later on. Um, if you want to just wait in, of course, that's absolutely fine. But uh, you have been warned. Uh, and while we not every single thing we discuss will be full of uh, all sorts of details, I'm sure we will get there. So yeah. Laying that out there. Or you can just listen and then, you know, it'll be spoiled and you can still read it and it's still a great book. So it's going to be it's, good. It, it's going to be fine regardless. <laughs> if you're the kind of person who reads the Wikipedia before watching the movie, then sure. You're good. <laughs> oh, 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 that's actually a very good point. Like horror movie watch, watchers that like skip to the, yeah, read the Wikipedia real quick. It's like, hey, did I like this? Oh, no, this person dies. See, Never mind. I'm that out. doesn't <laughs> help me at all. Like Wikipediaing like horror movies. When I just like don't fuck around with horror movies, I don't like them. They're not my, not my bag. And Wikipediaing them beforehand, it just makes me more anxious. Then I go into it, and I'm like, it's happening. Oh, you're waiting for it, like anticipating. Yeah, it? that's like my big like the anticip like anticipatory fear is the worst thing for me. Mm. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about horror movies. Um, well, well, <laughs> actually, this is all <laughs> life is a horror movie. It seems. <laughs> um, so I know Andy, you really got to kind of like get into this book a little bit more than I did before it came out. Um, but I kind of wanted to ask, when did you realize that you wanted this to be a book? Like at what point were you like, oh shit, like I have an idea that this is now going to turn into words on a page and I'm going to get it printed and bound and then shipped out to people. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of a dawning horror, I guess. Where it's like, <laughs> It starts as like, all right, I have this, I have this, this, this weird juxtaposition of an idea where it's mm. like, there's this world that's insane. Anytime I tell anyone about it, they look at me like I have four heads. Um, and anytime I tell people about the real stuff that went on within like hardcore church and like all the creative ways adults use to terrify children and mm-hmm. um, all of it, I juxtapose that against like these were some of my coolest friends I've ever had lifelong friends. These, you know, this was a a found family of people that very genuinely loved each other that like, I don't know if we would have made it out without the people we met within the world. Mm -hmm. Um, It was that, that was the core of the thing all along. And uh, I started writing it very first. It was like a 20 page short story, which, you know, I'd written short stories in college and whatever. And then just sort of looked at them like, okay, all right, delete it. That's fine. (laughs) Um, But this one stuck. (laughs) Um, I showed it to a few people, and I, I could tell based on the ways it resonated with like religious people and non-religious people that it's like, okay, there's something here because there's something that everyone's connecting with, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just kept digging and kept expanding and kept realizing, like, d- after like a year or two of working on it, that like, oh, I'm doing therapy on things that I have ignored for mm-hmm. over a decade because I thought they'd just resolve themselves by the simple act of not attending church anymore. Yeah. Mm. Ha ha. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> um, so ultimately this was unearthing the first half of my, you know, unearthing all of my adolescence and trying to fix it. Yeah. And, and yeah. And then, and then, you know, it's, it's just bit by bit. Like you go from like, all right, we have a short story to like, Hmm, there's so much more that like, <laughs> we have a whole life to unpack. Yeah. Like the, like, it's so impossible to show someone well i'm I'm not a good let me put it that way i'm not a good enough writer (laughs) to show someone (laughs) going from a to b the a to b that my narrator goes through in this story in 20 pages i can't do it no um like i needed four years of evolution and they needed to be an intense four years and there are Mm -hmm. no four years more intense than high school yeah (laughs) um and like 
at that point it was like, ugh, maybe it's four novellas, you know, <laughs> gonna, like I'm still talking myself up all the way to a novel. Yeah. Um, and I remember having like arguments, not arguments, but like, um, trying to talk my wife into talk me out of doing a novel, mm. right? Let me put it like that. Right? Yeah. yeah. She, and she's just like, mm, it sounds like a novel. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're supposed to talk me out of it. If it walks like um, a novel, it claps yeah. like a novel. <laughs> like, nice, nice try, champ. You're stuck. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly, yeah. And then, um, I don't know, I just kept sending it around to people, Andrew and many others, and um, mostly Andrew and Justin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I just kept getting enough encouragement in addition to feedback that I'm like, I think I'm just going to keep going here. Uh, and then, yeah, next thing you know, Kirkus Review said it's good. So yeah. it exists. <laughs> Which, by the way, was dope as hell when I saw that. I'm pretty sure we um, had a brief interaction on that, about that on Twitter, but I saw that. I was like, oh, fuck yes, dude. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's broken contain. This is perfect. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's um, fucking awesome. Well, along, along the same lines, actually, like, because you meant, I know so much of this was done over COVID. Um, like, was that necessary? Or do you think this is going to kind of get done regardless? Like, I mean, timing, time is time, and, and it's, it's obviously valuable valuable regardless but that was a a unique circumstance (laughs) i think it had to happen but i don't know that it would have happened without um 2020 like like i I, in hindsight i didn't have a moment of just stop and stand still since i was like six years old until 2020 you know because it was like between school and church Mm. and church was busier than school and i literally mean that you know (laughs) going from straight from that to college where i also had a full-time job and a part-time job during college Mm -hmm. got married as like a college junior and, and you know had a kid like right after college like in in you know worked my way into sports media and then it was like gung ho all around the clock where it was like literally 2020 summer of summer of 2020 after um things just suddenly stalled that it was like <laughs> this is what the inside of my head sounds like when yeah. nothing's happening. oh no uh, yeah. yeah yeah and i remember all the way through that year and it was through like christmas of that year that it was just like this sucks there is <laughs> nothing to distract me from what's going on in here and all of that just it's all over the pages in this thing <laughs> um while you were writing Sorry, you had mentioned like, you had mentioned that there were like a couple of things that you started realizing that you hadn't fully accepted and or like gone through in your head while you were writing. Like, how many surprises did you have? Because I was gonna ask like very similar yeah, because I, yeah. I find like whenever I end up writing, like when I find I'm doing characters or anything like that, like sometimes even the characters surprise me, even though it's mm-hmm. coming out of my brain and I'm putting it on the paper and I'm like, why did you do that? But, like, how many of those, like, well, I guess how many is, like, such a hard question, but <laughs> were there any that were, like, oh, shit, like, this is what's going to happen? Like, any surprises in that way? So many. And <laughs> the main one sounds unbelievable even to me, which is, like, the book, the very first sentence of it is we learn this narrator thinks his dad might be in hell mm. because, like, that's the religious worldview he's been raised in. My dad is alive. So mm-hmm. I'm like, this isn't me. This isn't about me. Mm. My dad is alive and very Christian. So, like, this, no, this doesn't apply to me in any way. Um, so I write the novel for, like, a year. And, like, why did I have the kid's dad dead? Well, because of the usual rule about a coming-of-age story. The fewer the parents around, the more trouble the kid can get into, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it sort of, I sort of like started finding this conflict where it's like, okay, so he's raised by a single mother. So like, that's a conflict within this very patriarchal world. Cause mm-hmm. she's like, well, I'm not qualified to raise a boy, you know, even though we learned she is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And like, 
just also and like you know isaac the narrator is going to feel unworthy of all sorts of things in this world where it's like single parent homes are demonized like there's all sorts yeah. of like thematic stuff to it but it's like this doesn't have anything to do with me personally um and then like sitting right where i am on this back porch while recording a VD- vbs patreon episode i was like hey dipshit you remember when you were that age and your non-religious grandfather died and at his funeral you overheard family members saying are we sure he was saved and like you had nightmares about it for like five years and it was like i wrote a fucking novel (laughs) about the fact i had never mourned my grandfather yeah and like i didn't know that you know what i mean that's insane yeah (laughs) yeah and like and there's so many others like um i mean I, i i i like the things you said about characters is like is so real yeah because it's, it's a way... To, to me, these characters, they're all parts of my brain. I mm-hmm. don't know how other authors view their characters, but these are all parts of my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when, when, when like if it's like PG and Sophie are talking about how church works, it's two different eras of my life talking about how church works, you know? It's mm-hmm. like... Um, or if it's like Bobby, then it's like college <laughs> coming in to argue. Mm-hmm. But you know what all college agnostic yeah. me. But, like, that's all it is. It's parts of my brain arguing with each other, and... I mean, from that point of view, ultimately, what is it? It's parts of my brain learning to accept each other. Because, like, I mean, the biggest moment to me is Isaac and Sophie, Corey, I should say. I'm sorry. uh, Near the very end when they realize, like, to love each other, we have to love ourselves. Yeah. And that's, like, that ends up being everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the entire thing is about, you know, um hate versus love which sounds like a very basic conflict but but it's sorry. like the biggest one <laughs> so yeah so then what part of your brain is isaac so i mean isaac's a very large part obviously you know and like at, at like a very basic level um like i know exactly what he's thinking yeah um like i know exactly how that brain works um but it's also a thing where like that's how every brain works at least to an extent at certain times like i've heard from a lot of non-religious readers who were like this kid's head is a nightmare, and I remember having a brain just like that. <laughs> or, like, yeah. I still think these things sometimes, right? Because, like, we have all these systems in our world that are designed to tell us we suck. Some of them are religion. Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't, you know? So, like, Isaac is sort of a, um, a like, I don't want to say blank space, but, like, sort of a template where it's things that I think that feel universal. All that stuff goes into the <laughs> Isaac zone, maybe, you yeah. know? Um, and then things where it's like, like PG, PG, you know, as a, as a, as a band kid who had doubts and was kind of flagrant about them, but you know, that was me at -hmm. times. And like Alexa, the one who's like, all this shit sucks, but I need these people. And that sucks. And it's, it it sucks so much. I love these people. That was me many times, you know? So like all these bits of me go through all, all throughout. And then Isaac is, I think the one where I tried to have him represent way more than just me i guess yeah like universalize it kind of yeah uh, yeah yeah like, yeah like anyone could be isaac like it's yeah 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 it's also and, if, and i guess if the reader doesn't connect with isaac then it's like well look at all these others maybe you <laughs> <like them." laughs> well i also feel like to me isaac was um it's funny like i pictured him at first as almost being like a sponge of mm-hmm. taking in his surroundings and being aware of his surroundings but not necessarily absorbing everything but just kind of like seeing it and going like do I agree with that. Do I agree with that? Do I agree with this? Do I agree? Like, but like also not always questioning things, like still having that um, very resound, like I am religious, but then hearing 
who at first he thought like was God and then it wasn't God. And then it's just like these like really loud thoughts and stuff like that. So like it, to me, I felt like, well, like, he's a sponge, but he's not, he's it almost like he's reflecting what mm. is going on around him is like yeah. how I kind of pictured him too. He was, um, the, I think there is a line in there where he says like, my relatives call me sponge. I got that from my editor. Oh, yeah. My oh. editor was like, this kid is such a sponge. And I was like, boom, putting that in. <laughs> 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 but like to me on, as a writer, I think he reflects, like I grew up on hip hop and mm. like, what is hip hop about? It's taking all a bunch of sounds and making, turning them into something new, taking a bunch of references that we're not going to explain. We're just going to sprint past them. If you want to look them up, great. And we're going to throw them all in and make something new. So yeah. like as a writer, it is so fun to just take wildly disparate things from ancient theology to 2000s emo music and throw <laughs> it all in a pile and we're going to find what it means. And then on a character level, I think, yeah, that, that is sort of what I'm going for. This is a kid who just like, he sees a world that's just loaded with meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thinks most of the meaning is bad. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still trying to navigate like what is what and I, like yeah. what what to, what to and, and this applies more as the story progresses but like what to discard and what to keep. Like yeah. what's the stuff that what's the stuff that's worth keeping even as you're rebelling and what's the stuff that um, you need to get past in order to move to a different stage or something. It's like also that. hard to be a teenager and think that everything has meaning. Like if everything, <laughs> you know what I mean though? And yeah. when you're a teenager, yeah, <laughs> when you're a teenager it does. Like everything has meaning. Like She's wearing that skirt because she knew I was going to be in class today. Like, he said those things because I said something last week. Like, everything has meaning. And so when you're this teenager and you're in this world where other adults are telling you that everything has meaning, but that the meaning is that you're damned, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then what if, you know, if a leaf falls in front of me, like, does that have me? Like, at what point does that stage stop? And... It was, I felt like it was such a good um, example of one being a teenager, which I have been, (laughs) but wasn't in this type of religious situation and was able to see those situations and go, yeah, I know exactly like why his brain is doing that. Or I know exactly, like I remember exactly those feelings and being able to see that happen in this situation. It's also very funny to me just because, like, this dynamic that, that on, on this call right now is Jason, obviously, creator and you know, of, of this story, write, writer of this great novel. Uh, me having some level of, you know, view into the process from doing so, some of the reading uh, along the way. Um, and, and Danny, me. who both, who both, who both hasn't, who both hasn't read it yet. And uh, was in was in roughly what third grade when nine eleven happened. Yeah. Uh, so, so like so so every so every like touchstone is not necessarily like and isn't religious like we we're talking yeah. about. And, and and I am and I'm not either. But like again, I had a little more of a background previously. Yeah. Um, so there's different levels of like expertise with multiple types of subject mm-hmm. matter in here, which is fascinating. To I me. don't mean to correct you, but I just don't want to age myself. I was in first grade. When I <laughs> you. So which you. means we're even older than when we were. Wait, hold on. I thought you were eight years old. No, I was uh, every, so every single year was the grade I was in. So 2001, I was in first grade. Well, that's orderly. Yeah, I know. That's why I did it that way. <laughs> it was really smart planning on your part. Nice job. Thank you. There. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Well, um, one, one thing um, about, cause Danny, you mentioned like all of the, um, well, the, the, the splitting of the of, of the characters and uh, the different ways in which you know, people are viewing this, like uh, Jason, we talked somewhat about this uh, as well. With um, 
I, oh, I know you, sorry, I should, I should say more. I know that you've said this before about like every character is a part of your brain. There is no one like author stand in. Obviously Isaac comes closest because of, because of the main character aspect of it, but like not, I wouldn't say like philosophically, is that fair? Um, like is, is he, is, is he, does he, does he get the closest to like, Hey, this is what the author means. Or is it kind of like a general feeling from it as opposed to one, one kid's point of view? So the in the original like core short story, it was like there wasn't one protagonist. It was the person who became Isaac, the person who became Corey, and the person who became Alexa. They were like yeah. a three-headed monster. <laughs> like for me, that's the core group of this. Like that's the main RPG party here. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like that is the heart of the book is those three characters. Um, and like by the end, the combined worldview of the three of them and the ways that they arrive at them is for me the like the most meaningful takeaway mm -hmm. where it's like um Corey has this grand theology that we only see bits of it and you know there's so much of it is about like uh, this omnigendered god uh and this process of like god changing throughout um throughout reality and throughout time and there's so much about like beginnings and endings and we only catch like fleeting bits of it because yeah. we're only getting like I mean, like, Isaac's in love with her almost the entire book, but he, even he is, like, tr you know, trying to pay attention to what he can. This is a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we only catch bits. <laughs> um, and, like, where she comes around to is, you know, this, this view of a universe that is changing, and we should do as much as we can to change it toward what we all, people in God, want the kingdom of God to be. Um, and then Alexa is, like, total contrast where it's just wants to crude brute force say all this shit sucks we should fix it and those are the same things yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah like it's it's i don't it's weird and kind of cool that the heart of the book was always those three and ultimately that never changed and I, be I believe your your wife said this too about how those characters are still uh, like Simon and uh, Izzy and Liddy, right? yeah, yeah. Lydia, <laughs> Lydia, right? Because like because I, I that's still kind of in my head as well, and uh, to a degree, I'm I'm able to parse out at this point. Yeah, too. Their, na um, their names have changed several times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, and and that was like, and you said before that was just because of like thematic work, or not not just I shouldn't say, but like uh, th like mostly thematic work, and, and also there's one was it Simon that you were, or not uh, yeah Simon that you were like ah, I could not a fucking Simon. He's something else. <laughs> yeah. His original name was Simon, and, which I didn't really have a reason. It was just like, like the very first draft I did, it was all totally first person without a name. And then I remember my very first reader was like, so when you said this, and I was like, ah, ah whoa, that's not me. You know, <laughs> like, ah, what? No, that's, that kid said that. Yeah, I didn't say that. Uh, so I gave him a name, and I don't know. Simon was the first thing I came up with. And I tried to find thematic ways to fix, you know, like to, to make it fit, like, um, Corey's such a Bible nerd that she would find like meaning in it and whatever. And I had like this long scene, whatever, that was like about like Simon Peter. Uh, but then I was like, yeah, I don't really like it. So eventually, the process of like this universalist theology being such a current throughout the 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 idea that like there is no such thing as eternal hell that through one process or another everyone ends up either all reconciled together mm -hmm. um, or if you don't make the cut, you're just you're, you're gone. You don't like a yeah. wake up just to be tortured. Like Hitler, we're fine with just deleting. <laughs> <We don't> <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the you know 
2,000 years of universalist theology, a couple of theologians kept jumping out. One was St. Isaac of Nineveh, who was like, there, there's a spectrum of universal theology. There's one where it's like the Pope. The Pope a few weeks ago said, like, I would like it if nobody was in hell forever. Yeah, and which some is pe- wow. And some people are like, this, like oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people are like, oh, you're not allowed to say that. And it's like, no, that's literally one of the oldest Christian ideas. Um, so that's like a hopeful universalist. The other spec- side of the spectrum would be someone who, is like St. Isaac of Nineveh, a Spanish mystic from about a thousand years ago, who's like, not only is Satan going to heaven, we need to pray for Satan to get to heaven as quickly as possible. Like that is as bad as radical as you can get. So, uh, so that Isaac from his name and then Siena, Isaac's last name from St. Catherine of Siena, Catherine Siena ends up being the name of Isaac's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. That surname comes from a, 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 a saint who her, she essentially begged God to destroy hell. Because, um, like, it, it, she, she said, how can I ever be happy if there are people in hell? Mm. Destroy it. Get rid of it. So Isaac Siena ends up being, like, a name drawing him toward hope. And, and, he's, and he's in a world where he's told that, like, no, it's once someone's dead, you can't hope for them anymore. Your dad, fuck him. He's yeah. gone. But his, then, his very name is drawing him toward it. So once I changed his name, I had to change Izzy's name because you can't have an Isaac and an Izzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the cascading effect there yeah. too. And, and also not not just um not 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 just uh well they're in hell so I, so therefore how will I find peace? But the idea that like no once you're in heaven you'll rejoice that you're up here and there mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. there, which is the which which. I mean, I, I did know this, like, I, despite not being religious, I have at least a, a passing familiarity with a lot of, like, Christian and Catholic ideas. But that's when I hadn't honestly come across, and I was like, oh, that is even more fucked up than I thought it yeah. was. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I know the level of fucked up, up, upness we're getting into, yeah. too. So Yeah, that scene, it's um, when Eli is, like, approaching his final boss form. Yeah. He's, like, he's on stage in the fucking mega church, yeah, you know, and yep, he's got yep. command, and he's, like... I wanted to write it to in such a way where it's like people are like, the youth pastor is being badass. And then he starts talking and the whole room is like, oh, this guy's oh. got it. This guy's got the juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like not only does he have complete command of the room, he is saying things you do not say. Like, he, like if someone says, if someone approaches a Sunday school teacher and says like, you're telling me if one of my friends goes to hell, I'll be in heaven and I'll be okay with that. The Sunday school teacher says, ah, the joy of the Lord and uh, trust God and uh, let's go play some uh, laser tag. Like it is, <laughs> it is not actually answered. Yeah. Eli says all the quiet parts out loud and he says mm-hmm. them very loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted like to show he's, he cites the Catholic theologian, Thomas Aquinas, like one of the two or three most influential Christians yeah. after Paul ever. Um, he quotes Thomas Aquinas, who says, w- w- us, in heaven, we will look down on people in hell, and we will feel awesome about it. <laughs> the most fucked up thing you could yeah. ever say, right? Mm-hmm. It's a Catholic idea, which I wanted, because, like, we have, the, you know, evangelicals bad, boo evangelicals. Okay, yeah, I get it. They, they vote for a lot of terrible stuff. At the same time, these are not new ideas. Mm-mm. There are no new ideas in evangelicalism. No. The bad ideas are not new ideas. They're 1,000 to 2,000 years old. They're Catholic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mostly <Damn> yes. <laughs> you were saying largely. You were saying that, and I was like, "Yeah, like that was exactly how like I when I went to Catholic school. That's exactly like what it was. Like it was you were as soon as you said like your prayers, and you were gonna go to heaven, and then the bad people were gonna go to hell, and you were basically just having a party on top of them." and like that and you were gonna have a great time and don't even like don't even think about them you're gonna be having so much fun that you won't even think about them and like and don't worry because they're bad people that was like from three years old Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was it you're like okay guess it sounds fun 
Fantastic. That's a, that's sounds, a great selling great selling point right there. Kevin sounds yeah. terrifying to me. Yes. Yes. It does. <laughs> that's, that's, it does. Yeah, that's the only part. It's like like so you'll good. you'll be maximum happy and it'll be just church forever. And if you don't like church, well then maybe you shouldn't go and like it's light all the time. Yes. And yeah, and there's what, and there's angels everywhere and how <laughs> I picture heaven is just like the worst amount of overhead lighting. <laughs> like just flu- fluorescence yes, everywhere. Like the yeah. most... Ending of 1984. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's just, you're just there and everything's soft. And you're like, I just want like a, like a hard desk. Like I just, like, why is everything so soft here? There, there's an alkaline trio song that has the line, uh, send us back to hell. We've had our fill of heaven. Uh, give us back our sins, deadly one through seven. And it's like, I mean, it, like, that's a, that's a very like, um, uh, relatively cliche, cliched anti-religion mm-hmm. uh, type type of idea of like boo heaven's boring blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. blah. but um, I'm not saying that there's no validity here or at least the idea that there that, that um, a a a a soft uh, well lit perhaps too well well lit space uh, <laughs> that that you that you inhabit while every, not everyone but like some of the people that you knew and loved and cared about are not just not there but suffering eternally it's mm-hmm. like oh. No, that's yeah. That, 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 perhaps it is something. And like in a bet, also just like, I feel like hell would be so much work for the people who run it. Like, <laughs> like you you clock you clock it at nine o'clock. Like, ugh, it just, I have to have to ruin some people it today. It just really seems like a ton of work. Like to mm. have to put people in pain all the time. It I don't know. It just seems like do, that can't be true. Like there's no do, hard. Like can, there can't be hard workers in hell. Can there? <laughs> like, I feel like that's a. I feel like there's a lot of rich people there. So, that's, that's but then true. again, rich people don't work that hard. <laughs> I was gonna say we we said hard workers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just so like, what we were always taught ultimately, if we asked Sunday school teachers too many questions, right? And we were yeah. like, come on, we want the real stuff. But we would ultimately get to the point that like the human soul when completely separated from God experiences this torment. So it's not something, it's not demons actively stabbing you with pitchforks. Mm. It's essentially you have been torn apart from everything that was keeping you from feeling this all along. So like, uh, okay. yeah. So ultimately the title is a spin on that. Hell is the mm-hmm. absence of God. Yeah. I just changed God to you. Who is you? <laughs> That's more than just God. So that reminds me of one of my favorite fucking quotes in this book, <laughs> which was Alexa going, you like, you have to be okay with saving me not saving my soul mm-hmm. like that to me was such a like twist and such a like spin that I don't think that these kids were necessary or I guess they were not really kids at the time well they are kids but like they're not like 13 but like when that <laughs> whole conversation was happening I don't think they were necessarily ever even in that mindset of like you have to be like you're not going to save my soul you have to be okay with saving me mm-hmm it's a perspective like change, like, it's like, like a, a very now. a very slight camera pan, but then it falls into a place a little. Yeah, it's like about sa- saving the now as opposed to saving your eternal future, yeah. and like l- you like live like saving this body, like saving this <laughs> energy, yes. like this yes. thing right now, as opposed to thinking everything that you're doing isn't going to save your soul, which like is such a far off understanding or such a far off like visualization that i can't like there are so many people that bought into like the, like this whole thing of like a soul being tormented or going to heaven and, and just like out of, out of body experiences and i think that one line to me was like oh shit like are they gonna like are these kids gonna see it now like are they gonna get it hmm. spoiler alert 
<laughs> yeah, Danny, right now you're doing liberation theology. You're doing um, <laughs> reclaiming Jesus's words, looking what he actually said, seeing that he did mm-hmm. not say your job is to invite me to adhere into your heart so that you can fly away to heaven, but saying, no, you need to go liberate oppressed people. You need to go house poor people. Like, yeah, it's and like ultimately Alexa for me is an accidental liberation theologian, um, mm. a, a person who is saying like, no, the shit is supposed to be real. It's supposed to be com- it's supposed to come in boxes. It's supposed to be tangible. Um, and like there is a sort a little bit of an undercurrent throughout where like uh, Isaac goes to it's like Episcopalian coded um, church that's like downtown, uh, <laughs> and he's he's he hears the lady pastor there yeah. say something about um, there's more to the gospel than just saving souls, and for yeah. him it's like what what no that's that's fake right? But Alexa latches onto that because yeah. you know she's a kid with a, a hard <laughs> upbringing and like you know like a tremendous amount of like strife at home yeah. like for her shit is real you know mm-hmm. like she didn't have time to worry ahead to her soul like you just said um this yeah. isn't philosophical for her no. it's uh, yeah. yeah yeah exactly she's yeah. like living day to day so question for you we were talking about like all the name changes and stuff like that was there like a well i guess two questions one was there a change that you made like later 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 on that that complete like not maybe completely changed the story but like made sense after you made that change for the rest of the story hmm fantastic because i actually have a similar question but go, yeah please. there's like- probably it was, it's weird it feels it, it's going to sound like i'm very lazy but it was a ton of little changes i'm trying to think of a really big change i was like open-minded about big changes but mm-hmm. it kept just being tons and tons of little changes um i cut a lot of like chapters and stuff you know i would like spend a couple weeks working on something and then like ah i'm an editor i love to delete stuff boom gone <laughs> um i'm trying to think of like a change to like a character or a setting or a scene that had like big ripple effects um if you, if you don't mind i, I like I, like mine was mom because like mm-hmm. in an, in an like, this might shock Danny to hear this or, or, or plenty of other people too. Mom was like a non-factor. Early on. <laughs> she like she she was essentially yes. just like kind of uh, a voice from upstairs at most, or like a Charlie Brown Charlie teacher. Brown. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, but like then then bringing her into the story and 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 centering it around um, the family dynamic and not just the absence of the father ended up being, I, I think one of the biggest changes in, in a, in a very positive oh, she's way. She's in my favorite scene yeah. of the entire. Yeah. Book. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a great answer. I'm glad you were here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what scene are you thinking of? Uh, my favorite scene is when Alexa came over uh, uh, yeah. and asked for a place to stay and her mom and his mom talked to her. And it was one of the lines of, uh, if you if like a girl needs a mama, she's here, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, oh my god! And it just like showed what being a parent is. I think there's like such a big emphasis on being a mom or being a dad, but yes. like the emphasis on just being a parent, and that there it doesn't matter if you're a mom or a dad. I mean, like I obviously like there are definitely things that you know do matter of like giving birth but like it doesn't matter like there's no such thing as like you know having like a mom role and having a dad it's a parent role like that and that's what she like brings into that you know like conversation and I thought that that scene to me was like so fucking powerful of that it's not about religion it's about the relationships that you make and about being there for people yeah yeah that was um that was that was actually a scene that sort of 
Alexa was an underdeveloped character for a really long time, um, and obviously Mom was as well. <laughs> she was basically <laughs> invisible for most of it. So they sort of came into it together, um, and I sort of discovered, I guess, that like moms felt a really strong kinship with Alexa as like, I was like this kid, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And we see bits and pieces of mom being like protective of kids besides just her own. And I think she comes into that sense of like, okay, there are like gender roles I'm supposed to follow, but I have this impulse to protect these kids. Mm-hmm. That's what matters most. Yeah, And like, we see her like early on, she's like feeding the Caleb's. And then there's <laughs> when Josiah is outed, mm-hmm. she has this, pull to like i need to defend this kid i don't know if i'm allowed to you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. because like i've heard all these church things um and she's like straining against that and then for me it feels like the moment when she looks at this girl who is the bad news troublemaker who is the partier um who has been like shunned by everyone at church who has probably there's probably a billion rumors about this kid at school at church around town you know like this is the kid she has been told by Every parent at church, keep your son away from this girl. And she says, actually, this girl needs a place to stay. She will play, She will stay in the same house as my yeah. son. I will lock the door. They will stay apart. Because <laughs> 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 that's what a parent would do, I think. Yeah. But um, it's, it's for me, it's like, um, I mean, there's a moment in like the Gospel of John when there's a bunch of men who are, they have judged a woman. And, they're, and it's a pretty famous scene. Like they're about to throw rocks at her. And Jesus says, hang on. No, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And like for me, that's um, Alexa brings that up too in the book. As yes, in that same scene. In that yes. same scene when she's talking, <laughs> I also, I also loved that scene too between Alexa and the mother because it wasn't re- like it wasn't religious. There actually wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was one of the only times in the book where there wasn't psalms being said or there wasn't like this bat like this. Almost, it almost reminds me of um, like when you're watching when you're watching TV and you turn to the wrong channel and it has that like sh- like the like black and white kind of like fuzzies. Like there wasn't that amount of like religion behind in that one. A religion filter. Yeah, religion in that in that scene, and I think it, I think that's another reason why to me it was so powerful of having Isaac see that and like having seeing like two people just be real and not necessarily needing to have like god or jesus involved to understand it wasn't on the order yeah it wasn't like at the order of something or, yeah. or, or like oh oh, oh I'm, especially I'm, like I'm, seeing one of them as his like deeply conservative religious mother yes and like mm-hmm. she's yes. setting all that shit aside yeah. yeah and then i do love i love that i love the part too where uh when his mom is like uh she said she's your sister so i hope that doesn't break your heart or anything <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. like still is a mom because so these are still teenagers too yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i had this sense and I, I think i had a bit of it on the page and then i was like ah people will pick it up i had the sense that isaac <laughs> hears that and he's like oh okay we'll go with that but if she changes her mind <laughs> no i totally got that <laughs> i totally will immediately revert right back to me wondering if she's just messing with me or not yeah <laughs> Yeah, when, like earlier, early, much earlier on in the story, where you have Isaac having like the five different crushes on oh people God, that he's eventually yes. going to make his wife, like very much a fourteen-year-old-ish boy uh, mentality of like, well, so many options on the table here that, cle- <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. clearly I have access to yeah, in all right. these different ways. Well, I yes. also love when he was like talking to himself and he was like, "Wait, who's our crush again? Oh, that's right, Alexa." <laughs> yeah, I remember moments like that. Like I remember yep. who's my officially stated crush. Who? Yes, like, yes, you know, yes, like, yes. Who, who, who are my aim messages about? Is that? Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Okay, question for you. <laughs> how awkward was it writing the aim messages scenes? And how awkward was it writing extremely horny teenagers into existence? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so the AIM stuff was a blast. I could write it forever. Yes. Andrew knows having read conversations in there that were like 10 times as long. So um, many good ones too. Yeah. <laughs> like what is in the, like really all the conversations, not just AIM is like, that's the product of a, a conversation that was two to 10 times as long. Mm. Like all of them just got crammed down. To <laughs> but yeah, the AIM stuff was a blast. There was a lot of like researching as best I can. You can't like Google AIM chats, yeah. but you know, you can... Like the, all the PG's emoticons, I found all those so online. Um, the away messages, oh holy shit! Yeah, yeah. That was away one of my favorite cri- cryptic lyrics. Oh, oh I always God. in lyrics. <laughs> the Bobby always typing with ellipses, like she's an RPG character. Like there's yeah. so much. Like <laughs> how much character can I infuse into like just words? Josiah types with capitalization and punctuation. Like yeah. yep. Um, the Caleb's do, are do you type a, Do you type a lol or do you extend your ha 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 yes. to, yeah. to, to indicate exactly how, how funny you think something marks is? Does yeah. this character use? Am I consistent yeah. about that? Like, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the horniness, it, I don't know, man. It felt completely <laughs> natural. It was like, let's be honest here. Like, come on. Yeah. The, on the, the one hand was like, all right, I've spent 10 years on this podcast where every show we tell a joke about um, – uh, you know, th- the weirdest sex joke you can think of, and <laughs> tens of thousands of people listen every time. Like, come on. Yeah. And the other part was just like, I don't even know if this is teenager specific. This is people. This yeah. is how, like, like this is how human brains work. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and like it, it, the other thing was it felt like a way to just draw out the insane contradictions that are forced on people in this world, mm-hmm. where it's like. Never think about sex. Don't think about sex. You're not thinking about it, right? Good thing you're not thinking about it because I'm not thinking about it, except I'm married, so I'm allowed <laughs> to think about it. Let me tell you, me and my wife, the things we did. But don't you dare think about it. And it's like, gosh, at some point I'm starting to think about it. <laughs> so, yeah, it had to be a way to draw out the fact that, like, these are actual teenagers who say actual shit, who say, you know, like, they cuss, they they think dirty jokes are hilarious, um, and their adults are constantly constantly talking to them about sex. Yes. <laughs> speaking of things getting kind of like... Sh- <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I was gonna say th- speaking of things being shrunk down, so I don't know if that's the direction we want to go with. But, uh, <laughs> well, that's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea... Uh, so, again, like having having read prior drafts, like, for, like one of the first ones, I think, was what I, what I would refer to you as like the dialogues. With that yeah, you very, called it that, yeah. The, the, the very long conversations with, at the time, uh, Li- uh, Liddy and, um, uh, and at the time... Uh, uh, Simon, Simon. Uh, they were like, how much of that was you like trying to figure out wh- how you wanted to kind of structure this and like say what you wanted to say, or how much of it was also just like getting it out of your system, like how, like being being able to like to put all of that stuff down on page as like almost therapy, and then taking it and be like, okay, I've done that. Now let's actually like cut this down into what makes it into a story and a novel and etc. Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah, it was the latter. It was like <laughs> I need to type these words. Oh my yeah. god, I need to type these words. And uh, the the example that I think. I would go with is the the Diablo two chapter, yeah. the one where it's it's um, Isaac and Corey very first. It's the one where they finally like get real with each other and like it, the one where they uh, they finally kiss and all that stuff. And it's also the one with like the deepest theological revelations because mm-hmm. those things go together. Um, <laughs> but that one, the original version of that, which it sounds like the craziest thing in the world in hindsight, it was nothing but dialogue. It was just yeah. them talking to each other yeah. with very, even very minimal, like he said, she said, like it was almost entirely dialogue, like like less detail than a screenplay as far as 
what who's doing what. Yeah, character um, direction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it was long. <laughs> um, and ultimately, it was just me f- taking the challenge of like, all right, can I get to a point where two teenagers can talk themselves into a uh, a hopeful universalist philosophy? Mm. Can I get them there? Can I get them from A to B? And how realistic is that based on the things they've learned? Um, and in one of the earliest versions, it was when I look back, I hated it because it was like Isaac explaining everything to this girl to impress her. Mm, yeah. um, and then I started shifting things to her and I saw this divide where like she has all the like bookworm research. He has the like mm-hmm. pop culture combiner brain. And he's the one who's like ultimately encouraging her to keep going. So like yeah. she's the brains of the operation and she's he's kind of her backbone until she gets one of her own. Like it was kind of the dynamic I ended up going with, um, which I liked it a lot more if like she's, you know, the smart one here. It felt <laughs> a lot better than a boy <laughs> explaining to a girl. Um, yeah. The other thing that emerged once I started adding in like I sat here and she sat there, it was like, okay, they're not keeping their hands off each other. <laughs> <laughs> so it immediately jumped to like, all right, I cannot pry these two apart in this scene. It's just, they're not going to yeah. sit here and talk. So it, it then it was like, the most awkward romantic tension I could muster uh, along with these like theological declarations until uh, there comes a point where they like bonk foreheads and <laughs> they're accidentally licking each other's noses and whatever. Um, that was so good. <laughs> well, I remember, um, cause I, I remember when I first read that, I, I, I think when I was like sending back my notes to you, I was like, listen, I like this because this is like my kind of shit as far yeah. as like philosophical talk yeah. between friends and blah, blah, blah. Like if you want to make the, like if your goal is to make this into like more of a mainstream novel, if then you like people a, besides me, like, <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of things are going to have to change. And I, but like, I was also like relatively early in our conversations too, so I don't want to be like, hey man, I'm shitting on your book or anything. I wanted to make sure that like you understood where I was coming from with it. Uh, after I had also put out there that like, Mid fucking uh, I, I, Isaac made made a, a, a an Oradin really, and, and, and we, I remember you it back like, "Wow, you're like the only person who knew the specific build of the character in yeah. Diablo 2. And I was like, "Fucking yes, <laughs> <laughs> nailed it." It was funny the little pop culture stuff that people would um, people would latch onto. Like there was there was a Tolkien thing where um, a hardcore Tolkien reader was like. Hey, that's a pretty good reference. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was one later on where it was like, I realized Sophie Corey was citing the book version or the movie version. And it was like, yes, she's going to be citing the book version. She's going to complain about the movie adaptation, which ends up paying off when she complains about the passion of the Christ being an inaccurate movie. But there's just so much little stuff like that where it's like you change one thing and then it's like it locks into place a character for you. You know, you like you learn so much about the character once you correct this like two-word thing uh real, real quick uh also um i don't want to accidentally like dead name uh, on this so I know, if, if, if i say sophie as opposed yeah. to Corey, I, I, I i'm only referring to like the text portion of it because I, yes. I don't want to yeah it's a thing that i don't know if i have a good solution for because like the very natural thing is yes. to refer her to the name from yeah. this, the story and then on a spoilers episode it's like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah 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 fair i tried to write it in a way where it's she thinks it's it's a past tense nickname, so she's not. I also yeah. like how it refers back to um to uh, I was gonna say Izzy uh, Alexa's name for her as well, yeah. like when, uh, from earlier in the story. I mean, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, I, I, she's she's named by Alexa, yeah. Yeah, which is we, we, I thought was a really like um, I don't know, like, uh, it, it really fit the story of 
communal celebration and like love of other people as opposed to uh dictation or you know or, or whatnot and i thought that like that that tie-in was something i don't think i'd seen before in a version i could be wrong but i, I like that a lot i have this sense that um i've sort of started messing around with like um not quite a sequel but just sort of like what are these people like as adults you know oh. sure. and i've sort of thought a lot about like it which they're i think they're a lot more different than isaac realizes like in the epilogue Isaac has mm-hmm. this sense that like, oh, we went from A to B, but like, I think, I don't want to say he's simple-minded, but I think he um, is a bit like Alexa where he's like, I, I take this thing at face value, you know? Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think if Corey tells a story, it's like, oh my God, there is a, there's <laughs> so much more nuance here. <laughs> so like, I've sort of started writing something adult from her perspective where it's like, the, that her adopting that name, the amount of thought that went into it, and then ultimately just deciding like, what would my most straightforward friend tell me to do? Yeah. <laughs> and just going with that. Um, Who's, so you're currently right now, I mean, as like, you know, writing Corey's story, um, are, is that the person you're most excited to write their kind of next story for? Or is there someone else too that you're like, ooh, I want to get fucking into that a little bit? <laughs> I, it is, it's, I mean, I'd love to have the time to do, like, a novel about each of them, honestly. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, Yet. <laughs> yeah. And, and once we're in don't, heaven. Don't, don't bring down another pandemic. Once we're in heaven God with damn. a billion years and nothing else to do. That sounds each, great. Each Caleb will get their own fantasy novel oh, series. Oh, I fucking love that, too. I love that it was a group of Caleb's and a group of Grace's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we, because it also just made so much more sense to do it that way as opposed to like individualizing every one of them. Yeah, I, I like, wanted because... to populate the world, you know? Yeah. yeah. I wanted yeah, to be yeah. a full table, but like, I don't want to just say people are here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm yeah, Corey start... is um, almost a co main character for me in, like, in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, and in a sense, she's sort of like, what if my brain had been born into a female body and told that, like, no, you should emphasize empathy and never speaking uh, your mind, yeah. right? Whereas, like, but the body I was born fault. into... Right, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the body I was born into is, we were told, never have empathy. Always speak your mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. what if those two toggles had been completely switched, but my brain's the same, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, what, a, what would that wreak upon me, you know? And everything's my fault, and my body is making everyone sin and all that stuff, rather than, like... That scene, my body, my, rather than my body is only making me sin, it's making everyone else sin. Yeah, as well. that scene with Corey when uh, when she's talking with Isaac about like it's my fault, it's my fault that you're sinning. Like I like I I quit doing cross country because one of the dads like looked at my ass and like I made him sin and I quit doing this because like of this and he, she's like it's it's not my fault that like I can't be girly enough, but then I'm too girly, but then. I shave my head and, and I'm blasphemous, but like my red curls are vain. It was such like a good, like damned, such a damned if you do, damned yeah, if you don't. Yeah, it's like such a great like, synopsis actually, yeah. though of like what it does and can feel like of especially being a teenage like woman who, well, a teenager who looks like a woman <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, like I guess I'm just here. Like I'm in the in-between, but like no matter what, like you're in this like weird headspace of like, am I doing this? Like, am I asking for this? Am I wearing things that are asking for the attention? Am I doing things that are asking for the attention? Because that's what like media and people around you are, you know, telling you. And I thought that was such a really nuanced scene 
of showing what that was like as being just like word vomit dump mm-hmm, <laughs> from mm-hmm. this teenage girl being like, oh, this is everything that's happening to me. And Isaac's like, <laughs> I got you, girl. <laughs> he does the best he can, yeah. which is like, let's, sure. let's go play football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll talk to you whenever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is the most supportive thing you can think of. And yeah. like, he makes her laugh, which is ultimately yeah. his goal. In every one of their scenes, he's like, as long as she's yeah. laughing, I'm doing great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, she's probably, that's, that's, she'll take that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think with her, with, so with the purity culture stuff, that was, um, we have a book from a boy's perspective. And ultimately what I want to do is it, was sh- it sucks this bad for this boy. And then I wanted to slowly reveal it sucks even worse for the yeah. girls. Yeah. And like, yeah. PG says a version of it early on mm-hmm. where she's talking about how much one youth pastor's dress code sucks. Yeah. Um, we get it from Alexa uh, like pretty constantly in her own way. Like, fuck this shit. <laughs> and then I think when Sophie just like breaks and like the kid who, you know, buries every complaint and tries yeah. to go along with everything, she's the one who tells Isaac what it's really like. And, you know, I just picture her. She's like, I can't believe I'm saying this to a boy. You know, yeah. um, her being so um, broken by it. Hopefully the effect is like, we have been inside this boy's head and we see how much it sucks for him. And now we see that it sucks 10 times worse for her. Mm-hmm. Therefore it sucks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of what she says is drawn from, you know, stuff I heard from my female friends at the time, stuff women have written in books. There's this book pure by Linda K. Klein. It's just nothing of horror stories from purity culture. It's Oof. a rough read. Um, and like, just drawing on bits of those experiences um just because it's so so important for it you know it, it can't just it can't just be a boy book i didn't ever yeah. want that no it didn't yeah. feel like it it definitely didn't feel like just a boy book i can say as a woman how, how, however <laughs> <laughs> however much caleb antics there were uh, right yes <laughs> which i wanted well, grace antics as well so. yes yeah yes. Which, 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 I, I thought that was well balanced too yeah. uh wait, 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 not not that the earlier versions didn't have that as well but i think you do kind of bring more of it in with like the the, the actual novel version uh, in here i think that's well and that actually leads me to something else i was going to ask is like is there anything just super dumb from an earlier uh, uh, edition that you're like i i love this but i have to cut it <laughs> Because <laughs> like, like like for for and this is and this is like a really dumb little thing for me. But um, back when you were kind of more nebulous about the geography of it, rather than like like and I I, I am kind of curious why you why you made that change too. But like pin I guess in that um, there was one scene where like one of the Caleb's calls uh, Simon Simon at the time Isaac and he's like hey man you need to come pick us up uh, it's 60 degrees and all we have are hoodies and I remember being like I grew up in New England fuck you what are you talking about that is ridiculous but it was such a perfect like little thing like a small detail that I was like yeah this is like 100% what that kid would say yeah. too yeah that was um, that scene was it was a lot of fun because it was just the Caleb's being dumbasses. They ultimately we learned they had gone to the wrong church camp and there were no girls there that they liked. That's so they're like, so they're calling um, at that time Simon to be like, dude, we're having this huge emergency. You got to get us out of here, which basically means like this place sucks. We're bored. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think they're saying stuff like we saw a coyote. Well, it was a dog, but it could have been a coyote. You know, like they're just throwing all this bullshit at him. Um, and finally he's like, fine, drives overnight to get them from the stupid church camp. Um, 
it was a blast of a scene. It's probably the hardest I laugh while writing it, which like I, like anyone who's never written a novel, when you write it, like, like yeah, you'll make yourself laugh. It's, it's bizarre, but it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but ultimately I cut it because like this, the point when it arrived and I couldn't find a different place to move it was right after um, Isaac had been like kicked out of church mm-hmm. for s- quote unquote for uh, sneaking Josiah out of the house. Yeah. I wouldn't put it that way, defending yeah. Josiah. But yeah. um, <laughs> and it was like, well, is he kicked out or not? Because he's driving around the freaking country to rescue the Caleb's. But yeah, yeah the southernness, yeah. it was <laughs> unintentional because it was supposed to sound like they're being total weaklings you know like yeah. it's yeah, supposed yeah, to yeah. sound like that but once i realized like they sound like they're from georgia i was like oh we gotta cut that because <laughs> the geography thing is that changed to somewhere specific to central pennsylvania because i was describing i wasn't even talking about a book thing i was talking to someone about like a thing from my religious upbringing and they were like oh that's so southern baptist and i was like okay but what i just said wasn't specifically or explicitly southern baptist baptist yeah. southern american protestant evangelical <laughs> Any of the above, yeah. um, like what I just said goes back to St. Augustine. You cannot blame <laughs> <laughs> the state of Georgia for it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was like, no, we're going to move it, and we're going to put it somewhere specific. It's not going to be any town USA because people will assume it's Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, gotcha. It's going to be specifically a purple state, and from there, it's like, what are my options? A purple state with a lot of religious stuff. It's like, well, Michigan has mega churches, Colorado has mega churches. Um, you know, Orange County has yeah. lots of, yeah. you know, there's a lot of places in America could have chosen. Yeah. Ultimately, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> ultimately Pennsylvania, because, um, like, I have some family come through there, you know, and it's well, just, it, yeah, got to pick somewhere and pick in there. It tracks, by yeah. the way, because, like, I went I went to school in, in for, for undergrad in Central PA, like, a, a, a little bit south of Harrisburg, which is, what, like, South Center, I guess. That's, but, that's um, right about where it is. So, so, it's about so you, Perry, Andy. So, so Perry fucking County, man, as soon as you hit, like, because like, I, I believe my school was Cumberland County. It's been a minute, so forget if I'm wrong, but, like, uh, Perry County, as soon as you get outside, like, everyone's, everyone's joke about, hey, if you get outside, like, 20 minutes, half an hour outside any city, you're going to run into, like, you know, Redneckville or whatever. People overblow that shit, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> Perry County, holy shit! Like, uh, like you, you get like outside your small college enclave. I mean, for me, I should say, uh, and all of a sudden you have the uh, you know Jesus saves and gunshot signs and things like that. And again, coming from New England, it was a bit of a culture shock. So like, it again, hundred percent tracks. It made it made a whole lot of sense as a location. Yeah, like every blue state has red states in it. Oh, oh yeah. It's where I grew up, so yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, 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 I understand. Okay, do you have a favorite scene that you like? What was your favorite scene that you wrote, or like favorite part that you wrote? Hmm. So like the big obvious ones are like the beach scene, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which like so much went into it, and it, and ultimately. It, didn't change a whole lot. Like the basic, the structure of it was the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Just tweaked and tinkered with it. But there's so much heart poured into it, and you know, hopefully that shines through. Um, the, uh, I mean, the final showdown, Isaac and Eli, is about the same, but it's sort of like as um, refined as I could possibly get it. Like I wanted to just be hard edge, like 
not many words and they're hitting hard. like it's like <laughs> it's two dudes yelling at each other so it's gotta you've gotta go Hemingway <laughs> well, but but I but I agree too because like I, like not that any of the earlier versions you did were, were, were bad in any by any stretch of the imagination but like this one I feel is like um like no one's vamping you know what I mean like no right. no, no 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 one is no one is doing this like a, like a wrestling like either either the hero or the, or, or the heel kind of like appealing to the audience of the book with what they're saying like no it is it is cut and dry. It is very like in the moment, which I yeah. would, which I appreciate of uh, uh, that scene yeah. for sure. Like they both know exactly where the other stands. Yeah, and there's no, there's a mystery. Yeah. Isaac knows Eli will never budge. Mm-mm. Eli doesn't know whether Isaac will budge. It doesn't matter. They're not going to change mm-hmm. each other's minds in this moment. Um, there's nothing more to say. And like, <laughs> ultimately, what's going on in Isaac's head is more important than what he's saying. And like, I think he gets off a pretty good one-liner, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know dad's in heaven and i'll see you when you get there yeah yeah which see you when you get there it's set up in chapter two when we when we see the name of the coolio song yeah but uh (laughs) 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 um but uh yeah those two and they it's it's such such different writing modes um the scene after it's it's like a i guess there's a couple in there that they're not really a scene they're like flashes they're almost like montages Mm -hmm. um the one being after Isaac and Corey first get together when it's just like summer dream, yeah. all these flashing memories. And like, there is so much of my high school dumped into there. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like idiot kids with no problems that they know of no mm-hmm, money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't care. They find the dumbest ways to have fun. They show up at each other's houses without warning. N- n- like, this this like group of dirt bags who are just never alone and disappear for 12 hours at a time and no one knows where they go like all that stuff is that's a blaster yeah. right? <laughs> um the other one it's kind of the opposite of it is uh after isaac you know gets a little bit shot in the arm i think Corey puts it like the bullet got you a little bit or something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then he has like this just this cataclysmic religious deconstruction all at once yeah. he goes to school and he's like hang on i'm i, I don't know I'm not the religious kid anymore. And just everything has fallen apart. This whole, like this world that's been falling apart for him for four years is gone. Yeah. Um, and that bit of that chapter from like, from when he leaves the hospital through the Bible study where Alexa, uh, gives her speech. It's just loaded with triggering Mm -hmm. shit. Like it's loaded with if you know you know little jabs at anyone who has ever left church. Like Mm -hmm. over and over. Everything anyone says to him in that portion is like is drawn from things that millions of people have heard. Um the stuff like you know, if uh, people only leave church because they want an excuse to sin. I could find you right now someone tweeted that in the last ten seconds. Oh yeah. Um the stuff about like hey you should you should come to my cool church like the same stuff he tried to use on bobby right now it's being used on him you should come to my cool church you'd regret it if you didn't hey let's go get coffee and the words let's go get coffee i don't know why i don't know if there's a handbook i don't know what it is (laughs) if you leave church someone will invite you to coffee don't go it's a trap (laughs) (laughs) it happened to me like my freshman year of college i don't even know how these people knew i had quit church i didn't go to church with them they just beeline to me and they're like they're evangelizing me and i'm like me? What? Me? <laughs> <laughs> no. And, that, and that's sort of like when you realize, like, oh, I'm different now, you know. Um, but yeah, that scene is—it's just loaded with punches. Um, the uh, the funnest one is the mega church, like when uh, <laughs> yeah. when Jack's church 
Jack's church like turns into a mega church, but the one that's already a mega church, the one that uh, Isaac like visits yes. after he's been kicked out, and and everything's like insane, Osteenish, over the top. Yep. <laughs> Parts of that are based on the mega church I went to as a teenager. Parts of it are total like. 99% of this book, I would say, is inspired by things I and many other people have witnessed. Mm-hmm. That, that megachurch that he visits, okay, there's some invention in there, some over-the-top <laughs> stuff. A lot of it's real. Um, but the funny thing was, after I wrote that church with completely ridiculous everything, they have, how much money do they have? Must be billions of dollars. Um, after that, that uh, Texas church with like the drummer on the zip line yes. start, yeah. starts going viral, and I'm like, I can't top these people. I cannot. There is <laughs> no, nothing I can ins- invent that would. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, parody is impossible. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Because it's almost like they're just parodying themselves. Well, they're just like overdoing themselves, which is a parody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I knew good and well, like Righteous Gemstones is not a parody. Like, people yeah, say yeah. like, oh, yeah. Righteous Gemstones, what a brilliant satire. I'm like, what? The Christian bodybuilders? I saw them in third grade. Yeah. You know, like I knew that. I tried it and I failed. It <laughs> cannot be done. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, we ha- there's a a shit ton of mega churches around Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. It's oh really yeah. I mean I, I'm I'm not like super surprised. I guess I just didn't like peg that to the area. Uh yeah, there's I mean there's a ton of churches. I I know there's a ton of churches everywhere, but like there are yeah a ton of churches here. Like mm-hmm. every corner is a church. It's even more so than Boston, which is somewhat surprising, but. You can walk, I don't know, two blocks, and you see a church. It's kind of crazy. Well, the The joke in my hometown is, is is that there's more churches than gas stations, or, <laughs> there, or, 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 or pizza places, or Chinese restaurants. Like take 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 whatever one someone wants to throw you at that time. And I, I looked it up the other day. I mean, there's six, but like it also is like a nine thousand person town. So like, okay, that kind of that, that 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 all right, a little, little little more than you would expect. But like, you know, I guess you wouldn't see it from. Uh, if you were just like passing through briefly, um, Danny, did you have a favorite scene as well? Because I, 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 no. I love, I love hearing, <laughs> I love hearing what Jason says about this too, because like, it is very interesting to me to see like the creator be like, this is what really spoke to me. But like, is there something that, that, that like got, that really jumped off the page to you as far as that moment? Cause you mentioned the Alexa and the mom. Yeah. The mom I think like, obviously. yeah, I think there, there, I mean, there are a couple, but Alexa and the mom scene is, I think really fucking awesome. I think the other scene for me that jumps out is when Isaac takes Josiah away (laughs) and is sitting there being like, fuck Paul. Like if, what is it? If Jesus hates us, then he'll write it in red ink. Mm -hmm. And like, I loved like that whole scene of when you really start to see, I mean, not start, but when, like, I, I think Isaac starts to understand, like, oh, my relationships with these friends are more important than my soul's relationship with being saved. Mm-hmm. And I also think the scene, too, when Josiah is coming to hang out with the basement crew for the first time after being, you know, outed, that, and he's like, listen the fuck up. No one's gonna say shit. <laughs> oh, 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 in the pizza hut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when he's like finally coming back to hang out with the crew, and he's like, "Listen up, like no, like no one's gonna say shit. We're gonna act like everything's fine. Everything is fine." And I was like, "There we go." Yeah, yeah. yeah it's but, like yeah, our, our boy is finally stepping up a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah like our our boy. It's his. It's it's. I wanted to write where it's like his first step toward like becoming himself. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And I, I I think there's a line in there where like he shocks himself with like the Caleb's listen. Yes. Like, oh, 
Oh, like I'm, I'm the big brother. Yes, yeah, yeah. When they when they uh, I I think it's the Caleb's called him like, I think they called him like big brother, like or something like that. And he was like, oh, I'm their elder. Like they're looking at me the same way that I look at like mm-hmm, other elders. Mm-hmm. Like I, why didn't I use this in like power before? Yeah. And that was a yeah. I mean, like my my my. The closest I get to like the, like like a like a niche culture that not everyone knows about is I played uh, uh, card games like collectible card games when I was in you know high school and the college and um, we you know I traveled you know a, d- a decent amount for him had some really good friends that like that, that, I, that I still love to really death talented. but like but not near no I mean I won a PlayStation too that was pretty cool um, <laughs> but but other, but otherwise like. Of course, that doesn't have the uh, soul-bearing capabilities that uh, the re- religious and uh, 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 that kind of heavy-weighting, uh, heavy-weighted matter has. But um, the scene that always sticks with me still is um, so, uh, Isaac almost committing suicide oh, because yeah. I actually did have a friend who committed suicide back mm-hmm. in the, back in the day, and a large par- portion of that, like one of his best friends in the game and I, in, in real life back home was basically has said like, you know, he was angry with him. He was furious with him for like leaving and being selfish about uh, what he put his grandma through and things like that. And so that scene will always kind of get me in a way that other scenes aren't going to. Yeah. And so I, and I, what I, what I also like about that one a whole lot is um, the, the kind of slow burn of, of in story reveals to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, how 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 you space that out where he's, he doesn't like bear his soul to the first person that asks him about it, or that he he takes the first chance he has to unburden that to teach a lesson or something. It is a very slow drip of information to the other characters, which I think is appropriate and and, and true to how that usually works too. So or not, yeah. I don't say I don't say usually because yeah. that, that can it can be a wide variety of things. But you get what I'm saying. You know what I'm making a connection with right now. <laughs> Is like that slow reveal of like him like sprinkling that through of like I haven't told you this, but now I'm gonna tell you this and yeah, like Eli first and then Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it being and it being this, you know, like conversation that's almost like a non conversation. Like there seems to like even with when he tells friends, especially when he told Alexa and it was like not like a joke, but it was like Alexa accepting like what was happening and like accepting like that was a truth and that was a fact and like that they're like that he is still here. Like, it kind of, like, reminds me of, like, coming to terms with not being religious. Mm-hmm. Of, like, s- like slowly peppering that in. of Like, because he doesn't really necessarily say his self-doubts about religion all the time. Or the way that, when, or when he does say them out loud they're not necessarily flavored in a way that it would be he is stepping away from the church until, like, later on. And so when he is, like, sprinkling these things, that's, like, you know, a sin. And that's not, like, a fun sin of, like, sex or, like, touching boobs yeah. or, like, doing that kind of stuff. Like, this is, like, a an oh shit, quote-unquote, sin. Mm-hmm. And seeing how people react and, like, the people in his life and realizing, like, oh, no, this person is who I want to have in my life this person mm. is who I want to have in my life and having that kind of be the through line through it, I thought was very cool and devastating. It ended up being a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to take a lot of care with that storyline, obviously. Um, it like, you know, parts of it are very drawn from my own memories from like things that I felt drawn to do. And ultimately the reasons why, you know, I found myself 
not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the exact appropriate verbs, but yeah. um, like just that sense of there are people who want me here, and it would suck if they were sad about me leaving. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling. Um, and that thing you said about like it sort of being uh, similar to like coming out as non-religious is like. Yeah, I had I honestly hadn't really thought about it directly like that, but I think there's a lot there because like if Isaac were to completely and fully explain why he felt driven to self-harm, ultimately it's because well I thought God hates me, mm-hmm. right? Um so like if he were to deliver the entire thought every single time, then what he's saying is like I got to a place where religious me just could not exist anymore. Um something about me changed in that moment. And it, it takes him years to even realize that it had begun changing. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there is a lot to um, how reserved he is with that information as well as the information about his religious status. And yeah. like, you know, Alexa's one of the first people he tells about both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It also, like, I wonder how much of that too, like hearing you just kind of talk about that and also what we were talking about, like, you know, an hour ago of like this kind of being a therapy dump for you and this kind mm-hmm. of having <laughs> that and then still being able to read this and have those types of reveals for yourself and like have those like, oh shit, like, yeah, that did happen. Like that, that was kind of like what that means. And that does kind of open that box. It, it's just like, it's one of those things that like you could reread this book like three times and get like three different meanings out of it. Like depending could- on like, what character you wanted to focus on as a reader or like what you were like necessary, like you got out of it the first time versus like what you wanted to look for the second time. Cause there's so many write, different perspectives. You could write this book multiple times yeah. <laughs> and have the same experience. Apparently. You sure. You sure. Could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully it stands up to uh stands up to rereads and, and all that. Like it, it's, it's definitely layered. I can say that much. And there is definitely stuff that I put in early on that, I don't think someone would get until a second read, you know, like, like I, I you know, and I, I don't want to necessarily say like, oh, those were all great ideas, but like <laughs> it, it was, you yeah. know, I did, I did my best <laughs> to make it so that a second read would be um, a, a, yeah. a new experience, I guess. Um, and, and, and since we're kind of co- coming up on it, well, we're already probably over time that we usually uh, do, use here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start with one of the dumbest things of, of this book that I love to death, um, and it is Transformer actor Orson Welles. <laughs> fuck, you, fuck you for making me laugh out loud at that, <laughs> because it is the perfect little, not even little kid, but like like teenager in the 2000s thing, or late late 90s, to be like, yeah, this is this is how I know this person. Right. <laughs> From the, honestly, my, my first... Um, my first understanding of who Orson Welles was was from the critic making the the uh, the, the him pitching uh, frozen peas like rosebud frozen peas <laughs> was like him doing a commercial there and and and, the, and like the bit in there is like it's full of blah 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 vitamins and green penis no wait that doesn't sound right and it's the thing but in like that Orson Welles kind of cadence and so when I saw that line I was like all right this is just written directly for my brain this is perfect thank you <laughs> i tried to make it so that um a everything in here is true to the character and ultimately the character thinks everything is funny like he doesn't <laughs> l- like i don't i think he's a very dry humor guy but ultimately everything even the absolute shit darkest moments he thinks are really funny um so like him explaining the book that brought about 1970s rapture panic 
of course, it's going to be seasoned with that tiny little joke. It's not explained. Just breeze past. I'm sure a lot yes. of people just root right past it. Um, and also, it's like if this is an adult narrator describing his younger self, like, yeah, that's how his younger – that's the only reason his younger self would have ever known anything about Orson mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, now I'm super excited to read every single one of their adult stories. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, un- I'll get on it. So unfor- you heard it here first, folks. Unfortunately, <laughs> that does have to happen. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but are you like do you have the writing bug now not that like i'm trying to be like yeah like when's your next fucking book coming out but like <laughs> is that something that is like getting you excited and you don't maybe need another pandemic in order to do it <laughs> yeah i think i'll try and avoid pandemic this time yeah, i'm yeah. sorry for um, causing the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, was the I... rapture so <laughs> that's right well we missed it but yeah i it's weird like even while this one was going on when it was like i have a draft i'm gonna send it out to uh, send it out to a few people and i'm sitting here do to do all right i'm gonna write up this thing about uh, isaac and Corey. one year later one year after high school oh that's cool delete um (laughs) and then i had one that was like um it was like the story of like so like alexa we see that like you know in her 30s she has a rough time it was a story of that okay that's cool delete it um, but like I, I keep tinkering with these things and keep like glancing into these lives and then just getting rid of it. But I feel like I might have found one that I like enough to actually see it through. Um, it would be it would be a genre shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It would get pretty weird. Oh. As, and like we like weird. There was uh, <laughs> and Andy. You probably I don't know if you remember this or not, but in one of my very oldest drafts, there was like this like v- spectral uh, like. Um, sort of bizarre druggy element to it at times where it was like there is this like angelic monster character that would sort of <laughs> pop in and out and it was like this weird ghostly advisor type thing um and it's completely deleted from the story <laughs> but i was drawn to this like what if some of this stuff is real thing um yeah. Yeah. and i think i found the character that best pairs with cory um mm. like if if weird shit happens cory's like Oh well, I know the Bible verse that this is about. I, I know, I, you know. Who, who would be the seer? Who would be the sage like, to, to interpret those meanings? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that tracks the best for sure. Yeah, because if it's her, and you know the the world is ending or whatever, she might just be like, "Oh, this isn't biblical. This isn't really happening. This is a vision. What is God trying to tell me here?" You know. <laughs> and meanwhile, everyone else on Earth is like, "No, this is happening." <laughs> like, um, like actually though, I'm at, like I mean, don't maybe not actually imagine, but. Th- having that thought process of that it is just a vision like i'm in i'm in a vision of god and not accepting that something is actually happening outside of that and living in that moment thinking that the entire thing is a vision and then either one not you know being saved and or then being saved or whatever and then the like at what point does the vision end this is what has me fu- this fucking spirals me <laughs> this is and i've t- and andy knows this this is what happens where i'm like well what's real then like yeah like what at what, what point is it when that spectral person comes and sees me is that real or is that not like it's 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 fucked up it's so fucked i'm up. looking at right now i have 598 words of this project but uh <laughs> <laughs> ultimately it's like I, I like this idea enough to i mean i don't know maybe it'll take years i don't know, I don't know Who knows? sort of like um, like the comic character Gwynpool, who's like, she's like, like Deadpool is like, I think I'm in a comic. Gwynpool's like, I know yeah. I'm in a comic. Mm-hmm. It's like that. <laughs> Ooh, I fucking like that. 
I would, yeah. I, as, as someone who grew up with uh, Joe Kelly's Deadpool run where they first started really breaking the fourth wall, yeah, I'm uh, on board. Very, very, very <laughs> interested. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, this, is, this, this, this seems like a, a, a good time. Uh, Jason, as always, thanks so much for, uh, for, for, for joining us and, uh, and, and talking about the book, of course. Um, is there anything else you want to say at the tail end of this? Just to, well, aside from buy Jason's book, the book is good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. This is very fun. I had looked, I looked forward to this one for a long time. Um, when is this one going to come out? This episode Tuesday. Uh, it'll well, be I mean, Tuesday, it can come out whenever the... you want it to. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it'll be it'll be Tuesday, the uh, February thirteenth, that it actually comes out. Uh, okay. At least in, so at least in anyone February. who's hearing this before February seventeenth, if you buy the uh, book yes. anywhere, then then any of the proceeds that eventually make their way to me um, will be donating to the Trevor Project. The amount we have donated so far is thirty nine thousand. The eventual amount will be. Over fifty thousand, we'll see how much more than that. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we—I was gonna say we usually end this with something funny, but I actually have nothing to to, to throw out here. <laughs> Danny, this is all on you. Go. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs>